Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into episode 187 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I am rolling solo today, Lucas, without Scott, to bring you an NFL mock draft. If you're listening on the podcast, this will be on the YouTube if you'd like to see. I'm using the TDN mock draft machine and vice versa. If you're on YouTube and you just want to listen to the podcast, I'll put the link down below. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it here. I'm not going to dream up some silly narrative as to why the Bengals should trade down. I'm just going to take Joe Burrow to be safe. Now we're going to get switching in. I just wanted to get that out of the way. This is where I think I'm differing a little bit. So obviously we can do trades. Um, We have the premium version. I don't think I'm going to mess around with that right now. Maybe closer to NFL draft time. Uh, To me, I'm leading Jeff Okuda here. And to me, I think this is why. They shipped off Quentin Dunbar, their highest-rated defensive player via PFF's rating last year. And they have plenty of veteran edge pieces. As much as I think Chase Young is a generational talent, cornerback is a position of need. They got Ronald Darby, but however, Ronald Darby cannot hold down the four. I think Akuda is the best corner that we've seen in a long, long time. And I think this is what needs to happen at this pick for the long-term future. Now we get down to here. This is where I'd maybe mock in a trade or whatever the case may be. I'm going to go no trades today, what I think would be happening without any trades. I'm going to go Chase Young here. As much as, like I said, I think this is going to be a trade spot for them if this happens, if Kuda's not there, because I think that's ultimately uh, their target, what they need. Obviously, Darius Slay left. I think they they got Desmond Trufant. Like I said, Desmond Trufant's old. Chase Young has to be the pick there. They just got to be safe about it. Um, take best available. This team is... As much as it seems like they're not that good at the pick three, you get Matt Stafford back, you get Marvin Jones back. This team's right back to where they left off, and they had a pretty good free agency. Now we got pick four. This could go a lot of different ways, I think, for the Giants. This, yet again, I think would be a prime trade spot, but we're not doing that yet again. So I think this is where you could look at it two ways with the Giants. How do they figure, how good do they think Isaiah Simmons is? That's the, that's the, the key factor in this pick. They have there have been rumors that Isaiah Simmons is like likely their pick. In the last couple of years, people have been saying that when it starts to become a thing with the Giants, when it starts getting rumored by the the blurbs, the writers, it is a lock. I'm kind of buying into it. So here, I'm going to go Isaiah Simmons. I believe that they have not seen a talent like this, and they will not see one for a long, long time. I get they need a tackle, but they can revisit that beginning around two. They need to play the long game with this, and I think Isaiah Simmons would be a centerpiece for that defense. That yeah, that defense for a long, long time could play all over the field. This, however, I think this is where the Dolphins are not going to be picking. However, I think they're going to be getting the same guy that we're getting here. People might get mad at me because I am going to go Justin Herbert at this pick, and hear me out. With what's going on right now, there's no medicals. No one can work out. Nobody can get a workout with an NFL team because it's just not what's happening right now for clearly reasons. I'm not going to break it down as to why it would be happening or why it would not be happening. But to me, Justin Herbert, as much as we might not like him, he is a safe-ish. He's a safer player when it comes to Herbert versus Tua just due to injury concerns. And I don't think they're going to mess around with it. I'm going to go Herbert here. Consequently, if Tua is there at six for non-trades and injury concerns, I got to take him here. The Chargers have been building the O-line. Like, I mean building, they've been building it huge. I think this is where they're just going to attack, 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 slide in this quarterback maybe middle of the season after maybe they go 3-3, three and three, hopefully a 4-2 and two with Tyrod Taylor, and they would just destroy Tua Tugavailoa 
It's number six to the Chargers. Now this is where it gets fun. I think now when he comes out of six here, I think that's kind of what we're going to see. Maybe an off- offensive lineman mixed in here or there. But we're going to start here. This, if it's presented to them, could go a couple different ways. To me, the Panthers look here and they don't necessarily need offensive linemen, clearly. But they have a new coach, Matt Rule, who did not draft one either one of the offensive tackles that were day two. I think one of them was a day three offensive tackle for the Panthers. They could easily look at this draft and say, wow, we need Tristan Wirfs, guy that can play all over the offensive line to eventually replace Russell Okun or even Trey Turner, who they just traded away for Russell Okun. So to me here, I'm going to go with Tristan Wirfs. I could see them easily going Derek Brown. I could see them reaching on C.J. Henderson, but I'm going to go Wirfs. He can play guard. He can play tackle, and he'll just fill a necessary need to protect Teddy B in order to get the ball to their dynamic playmakers. The defense does need work, but you got to build it one pick at a time. I think Wirfs is the pick here. Easy pick for me here. This was between our tackle and wide receiver. Obviously, they shored up the wide receiver with DeAndre Hopkins in the free agency trade. Uh, So I'm going to take my best, who I think is the next best tackle. And to me, that's Jedrick Wills. He's my tackle two in this class. I don't have a full set on rankings, but he is my number two. Coming up here. Um, Now, Jacksonville, number nine. This could also go a lot of different ways. I have been seeing some mocks and some thoughts where maybe they go up for a tight end. Maybe they maybe they trade up, or not a tight end, a quarterback, sorry. They trade up to get a Justin Herbert, a Tua, because they have the ninth pick and the 20th pick. Maybe that plus a third gets them the number five, number six, two, three, whatever the case may be. But to me here, I think this team's going to take best available, stay where they're at, use their draft capital to keep building around Gardner Minshew, get this defense back to where it is. So here I'm going to go Derek Brown. Obviously it's the number one need if you're watching on YouTube. You can see it to the left. C.J. Henderson's not far off the number nine. I just think that's kind of a, a bit of a reach as to what his, I think, true projected talent is. So we're going to wait off on that. Brown's here. They got one tackle. Jack Conklin. Now they need the other. Yet again, I think it's like the Cardinals take the best available to me. That is Andrew Thomas. He's the most NFL-ready. Honestly, I think out of Wills and Becton and Tom, or obviously out of him, out of Becton and Wills, I think he's the most NFL-ready. I just think that the... Cardinals might go Wills just because they do have some sort of veteran depth pieces they can kind of go with. Now we come here. I think this is where we can sort of split it two ways here. The Jets did not go after a big name free agent wide receiver, and I don't want that to make it seem like that they're going to now because they didn't then. But I think if Mekhi Becton is sitting here at the pick, I don't think they're going to question it. I think they're going to go ahead and take him protect Darnold. Obviously, they could barely run the ball. Le'Veon Bell, I think, was 3.2 yards per carry. Very, very bad. I think if they can establish a run game, they might think that maybe their record gets a little bit better. Maybe that Adam Gase looks a little bit better. Maybe that'll open up the passing game with Prashad Perriman, Quincy Anumoff is back, Chris Herndon maybe, and Jamison Crowder. So I'm going to go Becton here and make it really easy. I don't say really easy. An easier pick uh, for sure. Now we come on here. To the Raiders, who have pick 12 and pick 19. To me, this pick is easy. I think that John Gruden will not mess this up. I'm going to go C.D. Lamb here. I think I prefer him over Judy in terms of just a true number one receiver. And then I think the, I think I th- as much as I don't think Gruden's that great of a coach, I think he's smart enough to not take a downfield stretcher over an all over, all around guy like C.D. Lamb. So I'm going to go him here. And then we got a lot of Niners fans have been getting mad on. 
Well, we've been doing mocks on my other channel, the Fantasy Stock Exchange, as well as people all over have been doing a lot of mocks. Uh, here at pick 13, they obviously traded DeForest Buckner for this pick. They have a clear need at corner, and they also they don't have a clear need at receiver, but people like to think they do. I'm going C.J. Henderson with this pick. They need a corner. Like I said, Richard Sherman's there. They can bring in C.J. Henderson along with their sort of cornerback two-ish group of guys in um, Witherspoon. I'm not even going to try and act like I remember the other names of the other ones, but Henderson could easily slide in as that two to start and then eventually become that one. I think he's a very good talent, the clear number two corner in this class. I think that is the better pick than Jerry Judy in the long term. There will always be more receivers. Always, always be more receivers. Now we got Tom Brady's new, everyone's new favorite team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Tom Brady here. This pick's tough. I find myself sort of, uh, I don't want to say stuttering or sort of, at a loss for words here of where I think they're going to go. But personally, I think that they have Vita Vey in the middle. I don't know if they run a 3-4 or 4-3, but I think if Javon Kinlaw staring them down here, a guy that can play on the inside, maybe even move to the outside, just a defensive, a player that moves the needle on defense. And when I say that, I mean a player that instantly adds that maybe one win, maybe half a win to your projected outcome immediately. A guy like CeeDee Lamb would do that right away. Uh, another word for a guy like... I don't know. Isaiah Simmons would do that right away. Just a playmaker that in the long term might stay stagnant, might not be able to like fully break out. But I think Javon Kinlaw is that piece here. They could easily go receiver, people are saying, but I don't think that'll happen. They need an offensive tackle, but unless one falls to them, I think they're going to be kind of stuck with what they have unless they can maybe get a day two guess. I'm going to go Javon Kinlaw here. Easy pick. Now my Broncos. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know I'm a Broncos fan. Henry Ruggs has been mocked here. I'm not going to be stupid about this. I'm going to go Jerry Judy. He is clearly the superior receiver to Henry Ruggs. He was at Bama. He will be in the NFL. I'm not going to make this hard for me or for anyone here. Falcons. As much as they want uh, C.J. Henderson, he's gone. He will be gone by their pick. I'd like to think of that. Come down here, we can go two different ways. We can go and edge is what they originally needed, but they got Dante Fowler in free agency, so we'll see. I don't know if they want an edge still. We'll see if they do. But to me, I think the pick here is I have Jeff Gladney personally higher than Christian Fulton. So this might be a little bold taking him here, but I think he's going to continue to rise. He is the most physical, I think, corner at the line in this draft. He can run with the big guys. He's a bit smaller in the size, but I think that he will fit in to what Desmond Trufant was for this team very, very nicely. I always stutter. I always I always forget what the cornerback, Kendall Sheffield. I think him and Kendall Sheffield would be a perfect combination of corners. So uh, let me know if that was too early of a reach for Jeff Gladney at pick 16. But I think it was just right if I'm being honest. The Cowboys here, they have a ton of defensive needs. I've been mentioning this on lots of videos when we're breaking down Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, maybe them drafting a receiver, whatever the case may be. Um, to me, Caleb on chase on staring me down right now at this Cowboys pick. Um, the clear value, he's in rank number 12 on the TDN predictive board. Their number two listed overall team need is an edge piece. They lost Robert Quinn. I think it's an easy pick. I could also see them visiting the cornerback side if maybe Gladney's there or depending on how they feel on Christian Fulton, but I think that's the easy pick for sure. Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins. Uh, their second first round pick, pick 18. Everyone wants them to go running back here. Guys, I hate to break it to you. It's not going to happen here. They got Justin Herbert. They just need to add talent. They need to add all the talent they can to help this team. Eventually, they got they got a shot at win the division now. I don't know about now, but they have. There's an opening in the division. Tom Brady's gone. They need to claim their stake here. They need offensive linemen. I don't know if they're necessarily going to reach on anyone. We can look. 
maybe a Josh Jones, whatever the case may be. I think he will fall, though, to their next pick if they really like him. To me, it's Xavier McKinney, best available player out here, I think, especially in the secondary. Instant boost to replace what Minka left when they traded that first-round pick for Minka. Significantly, or um, um, not significantly, funny, I'm losing the word here. Ironically, that's the word. This is the pick they traded for the Steelers for Minka, so they are basically replacing Alabama safety for Alabama safety in this mock. Just kind of funny there. Raiders back up. We got them, C.D. Lamb here. I think they would go straight to the DBs, whether that be safety or corner. I think it's going to be a corner here. I'm taking Christian Fulton. I don't want to say he's an instant game changer because he's kind of falling down people's boards, but I think he'll be sliding just nice as that cornerback too in the long term. Back to the second pick, another second pick for the Jaguars. Um, We gave them Derek Brown. Now we look down guys like cornerback, safety, quarterback. Maybe I've mentioned that earlier when we started. Maybe even receiver. I think if Henry Ruggs is here, that's where I'm going to mock to him right here. That seems like a lot of a drop for Henry Ruggs, but I'm going to go ahead and do it here. This would be a huge for DJ Chark and it's that offensive hole. That might be a little late for Rex. People might be screaming at the screen, like, why didn't you give him to the Cowboys? Or uh, even the Raiders, again, pair land with Ruggs probably won't happen, but I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Next up, we got the Eagles. Easy pick. This is, as much as I hate being very biased and very cookie cutter when I make these, to me it's Justin Jefferson. If he's there, if any of the top receivers are there, the Eagles are going them. But Justin Jefferson is, I think, their 1B behind that first tier wide receivers. Instantly a game changer when you move him in that offense. I love that pick there. Now we got the Minnesota Vikings. I don't remember if this was their pick or this was the Bills pick, but it's one of them here. They need a cornerback. Um, as much as I think Gladney would be the pick for them, they're not going to go Trayvon Diggs, Stephon Diggs' brother. Just add that two together. It's not going to happen. Noah I is what me and Danny have been calling him. Is kind of a, a rising candidate as well here. But to me, I think they're going to go Denzel Mims at this pick. I think that they would see the value at corner waiting um, to take it, and they would just instantly take that um, that wide receiver that I think that might not fall with the Patriots up here next or whatever the case may be. So I think that has to be the pick here. Denzel Mims, now we got the Patriots. As of now when we're recording this, Jameis Winston is not signed. I'm still predicting Jameis Winston to go there or Cam Newton, but for the sake of recording right now, he's not. Jordan Love, I don't know if he'll be there at pick 23, but since we're not doing trades, I'm going to take him here. It's a super simple pick of a team need and uh, the time of recording and the situation of no trades. He would instantly fall in there and, oh man, like, I mean, we like Bill Belichick. Imagine him with the quarterback that can sling the ball like Brady used to be able to. I'm telling you, it would just be a perfect uh, replacement. I don't know if it would be an easy replacement, but it would be just perfect to me, I think. New Orleans Saints, home to, uh, you can't see it right above me, Emmanuel Sanders, home to my new Emmanuel Sanders, my favorite Emmanuel Sanders, still didn't respond to me, long story, we won't, we won't go back into that, um, they are going to take a player that moves the needle the most, they, this team is in full Super Bowl run, Drew Brees came back, they got Emmanuel Sanders, they are ready, they are rolling here to me, um, who is that guy that moves the needle, to me I think that's Patrick Queen, we saw what he did last year for LSU. We saw what everyone did last year for LSU. But we saw what he did for that defense and pass coverage and run stuffing. I think he would just slide in there and just be an NFL-ready guy to go. Honestly, he could be one of those guys that leads the defense at a young age. And I love Patrick Queen here at this pick for Drew Brees. Get him another LSU boy. Don't make him leave. I would just love that pick for sure. 
Vikings second pick. Like we said, no other cornerback went. But we're still in the first round. I don't really know where they pick in the second round. But to me, A.J. Epinesa is still sitting here. And the Vikings are a very mean front seven. A.J. Epinesa is the definition of a mean front seven guy. He can play the edge. He can even move into the D-tackle if they put a little bit of weight on him, which people are projecting. This guy right here can play, and I think moving him in here, as much as I think they need a corner, I think Epinesa is another guy that would keep this team in the playoff race. Even though they lost a lot of corners and receivers, so I'm going to go ahead and take him here. Like I said, the Dolphins are still up. Obviously, I'm controlling the mock, so I can have Josh Jones fall if I want. But I'm going to go Josh Jones here. Just another best available player. This guy's kind of rising as well. Not for sure if he's unproven or proven yet. We'll find out. But I think they just need to get that O-tackle piece for sure. Seattle's up. I think they're... Personally, I think that um, AJ Epinesa would be the pick for them. But I think that... Um, obviously, he went. I think AJ Epinesa... Honestly, if I had to place sort of a bet on him, I think he's actually going to rise just because of the, the inside-outside versatility. And a team might reach up on him. So I think this... Zach Bond staring me down for Seattle. He just reminds me of a Seattle player. And I think that this is an easy pick for me. Maybe your term gross matos, but I think Zach Bond is the perfect fit for what Pete Carroll tries to run. Uh, we saw with LJ Collier, Collier last year. No one really knew who that was until he drafted him. And he put his name kind of on the map. He had an okay season. Next up, we got everyone's favorite disappointment team last year, the Baltimore Ravens. They could go lots of ways here. They could go running back early if they really believe they could easily go receiver. They could easily go lineman just to replace Marshall Yonda. And that's the route I'm actually going to take here. If I can pull it up here. I'm going to go Cesar Ruiz. The guy can play guard. The guy can play center. Yonda retired. They can easily fill this guy in, rotate him in, whatever the case may be, and just have an instant starter yet again out of Michigan. The guy is very underrated come draft time. I remember watching him many Michigan games like last year or the year before that. He was just an instant playmaker. That I think would help this team ultimately. Uh, now we got the Titans. Otakos is their third biggest need. I think that is a screaming need. Jack Conklin has left. We saw what happened with the Rams. When um, Andrew Whitworth left for Todd Gurley. I think that the Titans can't wait at all. I think that Lucas Nian. Obviously a little undervalued in the predicted board. But he is a guy that is very. There's a lot of room for growth. And I think the Titans can bring that out of him. With Mike Vrabel. The off the run scheme they have. The offensive line they already have there with him. I think Lucas Nian would easily slide in and hopefully develop into what Jack Conklin was for the run game last year, which is obviously very, very good. Packers are up. I don't really know the best way of going about this here. This team needs a linebacker more so than I think they need a receiver. So Kenneth Murray is going to be my pick, and I can kind of break it down why. Everyone wants to give them a receiver. I don't know if that's the case. Um, they Yes, they do need one, but I think they can get – one or multiple in rounds two, three, four. I think they need to take Kenneth Murray, who's a very, very, very athletic player that I think is falling just due to how Oklahoma played in that LSU game. We just kind of saw Kenneth Murray had a really bad game in terms of tackling, filling the gaps, but I think he's a really good player here for the Packers. And then we're going to come back here to the Niners pick. We're going to give them the receiver here. Rager is listed higher. I just don't think that's who they would go with in this scenario. I'm going to go with T. Higgins here. I think that they need that big body guy to not replace Emmanuel Sanders, but to take over Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders wide receiver two in this offense with Debo um, doing his thing on the whatever you want to call him, flanker, running back, receiver, reverse guy, utility, I don't even know what you want to call him. But I think that's the easy pick here. And now we're going to end it off with the Chiefs. 
Chiefs are going corner here. They're not going running back, guys. They might they might blow me away. Away, I might look stupid. But I'm going to go corner here. I'm going back to Noah I. I think that they have the opportunity. They need to reach if they're going to get a corner they want because they don't pick till the end of the second. Noah, I'm not even going to. Igbunagone. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that. It's a very long name. But that is going to be it, guys. Um, this, I don't really want to recap and read the 32 names. But if you did not, if you lost track, whatever the case may be, go on YouTube, The Candlestick Kids, and check it out. Um, this is Lucas for episode 187. And we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.